Welcome to the first in my series of videos and podcasts on the subject of creative intuition. Recently, I've been reading extensively on this subject, which has fascinated me for some time. I've had many inexplicable experiences over the years, and I'd like to share some of these with you in this series, in the hope that they resonate and bring to mind your own experiences of this intriguing phenomenon. Creative intuition is best described as an expanded form of consciousness that enables us to interact with reality in a different way. It sets aside the ego and paves the way for an experience that doesn't obey the laws of space or time or causality that govern conscious thinking. Carl Jung defined it as the world of water, where all life floats in suspension, where the realm of the sympathetic system, the soul of everything living, begins. Where I am indivisibly this and that, where I experience the other in myself, and the other than myself experiences me. His description is lyrical and beautiful, not least because it captures what we experience as the mystical quality of the phenomenon. Let me begin with a powerful example of creative intuition which I experienced many years ago. Its significance has never abated because it encouraged trust in the process, that there is something abiding in me and in the wider field of existence that offers itself in the service of the creative life. I was staying at a friend's farm in the hinterland behind Cape Byron. This is a region alive with liminal energy it's situated at the most easterly point on mainland Australia and located within the perimeter of the Tweed Caldera, the largest extinct volcano in the country. This region is also home to Wollumbin, the old cloud catcher, a monumental volcanic plug which dominates the landscape. Sacred to the local indigenous people, it has enormous presence, and many years later, it featured in my second novel. But one evening, I sat sketching, creating an abstract design of pleasing shapes, my mind empty of thought and agreeably focused on the work at hand. When I'd finished, I looked at it, head on one side. Something about it seemed familiar. After a moment, it came to me. It was an abstract rendering of the fall of Icarus. In that myth, Icarus ignores his father's instructions not to fly too close to the sun. And as a result of his foolhardiness, the wax holding his wings together begins to melt. He falls out of the sky plunges into the sea and drowns. The myth gave rise to the idiom, 
Don't fly too close to the sun. I wondered what this particular motif was trying to tell me, but I love mythology and it frequently presents itself in my writing and my art, so I resolved to wait until the meaning emerged. I was satisfied with the design, so I set it aside, planning to use it as a moquette for a larger work when I returned home, and I went to bed. It was only early, but I planned to get up before dawn to watch the sun rise over Cape Byron, the first landfall for sunlight at that time of year. The next morning, I scrambled out of bed and wandered outside yawning. As I watched, the horizon slowly turned from mauve and pink to orange and gold. Then a flash of bright light as the sun peeped over the sea. Suddenly, a noise distracted me. It sounded like a lawnmower, and I wondered who could possibly be keen enough to mow their lawn at this hour. But it seemed to me that the noise was coming from the sky. I looked up, craning my neck to see past the angle of the veranda roof. There, not more than 50 feet above the ground, two microlite planes flew towards the rising sun, their V-shaped wings like those of birds, sleek metallic bodies shining in the light. The first was piloted by a youth, the second by an older man. I was rendered speechless as this modern Icarus and his father sped eastwards towards the rising sun. This is the mystery of creative intuition. We know without knowing. Time becomes meaningless as we somehow pierce the temporal veil to enter that place beyond where all ideas exist simultaneously. It doesn't come for the asking and it's not a place we visit whenever we choose. But when we surrender to the muse and the wind blows fair, she opens the door to unimaginable riches and we stand in awe of her beauty and her power.